watch it, jerk. Shut up, idiot. Moron. Scab eater. Butt sniffer. Puss licker. Fart smeller. <laughs> you eat dog crap for breakfast, geek. You mix your weave with your mama's toe jam. Yeah. You bob for apples in the toilet, and you like it. You play ball like a girl. <laughs> After midnight, we're gonna let it all hang out. After midnight, we're gonna chill up and shine. Here we go! <laughs> This episode is not about baseball, even though the intro is from the greatest baseball movie of all time. I hope you recognize it. If not, please, please, please go on any site that you can download movies from and watch The Sandlot. The original. None of the sequels. The new sequel. The original Sandlot. Oh my god. Best baseball movie ever made. Welcome to After Midnight, my podcast about 10 songs each week on a given subject. And this week it is girl's name. That is the real subject. Do you like your name? Do you use your name? Here's the thing. You go on the internet, you meet someone anywhere, any site at all. If you if you log in, register, social media, new site, a bank, you use a fake name, a made-up name, a superhero name, a username. Why is it that in real life you don't do that? In real life, you're going to use... You're there. They can see your face, and you're going to give them the extra information to find you. Your name. When the internet, they don't have any information about you, and you don't give them an inch. Not even your name. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Should you use your real name? Do you use your real name? Let's try that. Let's try Everybody, let's try that. This is your assignment for this week, your homework. You go out, meet a total stranger, shake their hands. Hi, my name is InternetBot69. See where that takes you. I'm curious to know. Seriously, please try it out. Please try it out and write to me the results. After Midnight Podcast at gmx.com. If you want to be on the show and talk about it, I will gladly invite you and revisit that subject later on to talk about your experiment. Please, 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 please. I'm going to try it. I swear to God, I'm going to try. Please do. This week, though, let's start it off with three songs about girls' names. Here's another romantic song by someone with a better love life than yours. Say it ain't so, Joe, please. Say it ain't so. That's not what I wanna hear, Joanna. Got a right to know. Say it ain't so, Joey. Say it ain't so. I'm sure they're telling us lies, Joey. Tell us it ain't so. They told me that our hero, the lady's drunk girl, he doesn't know how to go on. They're clinging to his charm with determined smile, but the good old days. Go. 
my badge. I've only just started here. As a Jonathan? Yeah, <laughs> as a Jonathan. Well, um, if you have any more questions, just holler. I have a question. Yeah. 
It's African. I'm South African. Uh, no accent, though, because I was raised here.
Chelsea Dagger happens to be the name, believe it or not, of a burlesque dancer who happens to be married to the guy who wrote that song, John Fratelli's from the Scottish band of Fratelli's. He met his wife, Heather, in a burlesque club, and he wrote a song about her stage name, Chelsea Dagger. I hope she doesn't do that anymore. I mean, he probably made enough money to help her get out of there. But still, he's a romantic. I don't know if I would like that. If I were a former go-go dancer named Ron Jeremy, I don't know if I, I, I'd want my wife to write about it. But hey, you know, love works in mysterious ways. What can I say? Before that, beautiful song from Trex, if you've seen the movie Baby Driver, T-Rex, and Deborah. The, the sound bit you heard before the song was actually from the movie uh, Baby Driver. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to talk about it anymore, except to say, watch that freaking movie. It's a movie where not only is the soundtrack incredible, the soundtrack is a character in the movie. Without the soundtrack, there is no movie. It is incredibly good. Please watch it. And opening was Murray Head, one of my uh, my uh, childhood favorite Say It Ain't So Joe, a song that always got to me. Not going to talk about it too much. A lot of baggage between me and that song, but I really love it. Every time it plays, I, I stop everything I do and I just let it sink in. So hopefully it uh, didn't bring you down too much, which is why I played some more upbeat songs afterwards. Coming up next, we got two more songs about girl names and then the Roll and Rage podcast. 
Your name, madam? Susan. No, no, no. We mean we mean like your monster name. Like what do people scream when they see you coming? You know, like, look out! Here comes Susan. Really? Susan! Ooh, I just scared myself. Have a secret 
we interrupt this program to bring you... With Bitchy the Hamster. Yo, Bitchy, check out my new ink, man. It's spiritual. Yeah, because it's so fucking spiritual to have an Asian symbol tattooed on your arm when you're the whitest boy in town. Would you even know that it probably means beef and broccoli? Not to mention that the last time you were actually spiritual, you were praying to God that your girlfriend wasn't goddamn pregnant. But Bitchy, it's rebel, man. I walk my own path. I'm a free thinker. It doesn't make you a rebel having a tattoo that everybody else has. It makes you a fucking sheep. Oh, 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 it's not an Asian symbol. It's something specific to you. Well, what the fucking do? Congratulations. It makes you into another walking publicity. Oh, and not to mention, bah, bah. Oh, let me guess. You got yours in a special place where people never get a tattoo usually, except for everybody in the last 2,000 years. The reason you don't see tattoos inside the finger or on your thighs or under the foot is because A, it fucking hurts, and B, people who do that realize three minutes later that it's fucking stupid. You really want to be a rebel, an original, a free thinker, someone who doesn't do like everybody else? Well, here's a tip. Start acting responsibly and think before you fucking act or talk. In this society, you'll stick out like a sore fucking thumb stuck way up Bill O'Reilly's ass. Bitchy out. Bringing us to the halfway point of the show was the Road and Rage podcast with Bitchy the Hamster. If you'd like to listen to more of their stuff without having listened to mine, you can reach them at roadandrage.podomatic.com 24-7 because it's the internet. It never closes. Unless you're with Comcast. I'm not taking sides. I'm just saying. Taking us to that was M83, French Electronic Music Project. Because they're not bands anymore. Arcade Fire, City and Colors, M83. They're not bands. They're music projects. Whatever floats your boat. And before that was the great uh, Amy Winehouse. Released after her death was Valerie that she did for Mark Ronson. It was not on any of her albums. She uh, collaborated with Mark Ronson on that one. Came out after her death. I think so. Well, I learned about that song after her death. So let's go with that for now. Coming up next, we got Van Halen, but first, the Fab Four, of course. <laughs> Wouldn't be one of my show without the Beatles. Enjoy.
So what should I call you? Should I call you a, a bullet, a tooth? You can call me Susan if it makes you happy.
Beautiful Avenging Annie by Andy Pratt. Before that was The Fab Four with Lovely Rita. Let's get back to that Valerie thing for a moment. It's, it's been bothering me while I was listening to those songs. If you were to become a woman, I'm not talking transgender. Imagine there's a wizard, boom, makes you a woman and tells you you have to choose your name. Would you just choose a feminization of your own name? Or would you take that opportunity to really give yourself a name? And I'm not talking drag queen name, not a candy cane or Anita Bat. Just think about it. You get to choose your name. You change sex. You have an all new life. You get to choose what people are going to call you for the rest of your life. It's not it's not your parents smoking a joint in a room saying, oh, okay, well, what are you going to name that fucking kid? No, no. You get to choose your name for real. New life completely. What is it going to be? I'm, t- I'm asking. Seriously. Come on. Say it out loud. Say it with me. Okay. Don't. If you'd like to discuss, though, I, w- I would like to hear back. When I ask these questions to the Void, if the Void could answer back to me, please. So please write back to me if you'd like to discuss. Make a suggestion. Have a friend at night because this is when I dwell. This is when I record. And this is when I hope you're listening to my show. Just write to me. Drop a line. And I will write back to you. I promise. If you'd like to be on the show, talk to me for real. Honestly, anything goes. <laughs> please write. Let's get cracking with the last three-song block of the show. Girl names. Tell Gardenia 
here you are now. Gas, food, lodging, poverty, misery, and gardenia. You could be burned at the stake. Twist in this bitch's tit. Maybe it's because women don't like to be called bitches, Jay. They don't? What the fuck am I supposed to call you then? Something sweet, big goo. Something nice. Boo boo kitty fuck? Oh, it's so funny to be seeing you after so long, girl. And with the way you look, I understand that you were not impressed. But I heard you let that little friend of mine take off your party dress. I'm not gonna get too sentimental like those other stickers.
Kids, back in the fall of 2007, I was dating this girl named... Oh God, what was her name? It's been 23 years, I can't remember all this stuff. For the sake of the story, let's call her. Everyone, this is Blah Blah. <gasps> Please, call me Blah. Blah <laughs> <laughs> Sally called when she got the word She said, I suppose you've heard About Alice Well, I rushed to the window and I looked outside But I could hardly believe my eyes As the big limousine rolled up Into Alice's drive I don't know why she's leaving or where she's gonna go I guess she's got her reasons but I just don't wanna know Cause for 24 years I've been living next door to Alice Alice! Who the fuck is Alice? 24 years just waiting for a chance To tell her how I feel and maybe get a second glance Now I've got to get used to not living next door to Alice Deep in the bog Me and Alice Now she walks through the door With her head held high Just for a moment I caught her eye As a big limousine pulled slowly Out of Alice's drive Oh, I don't know why she's leaving Or where she's gonna go I guess she's got her reasons, but I just don't wanna know Cause for 24 years I've been living next door to Alice She's gonna go I guess she's got a reason 
Success works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? Smokey released that song, Living Next Door to Alice, in 1972. Then in 1995, a guy named Rob Peters goes to Switzerland and to a bar, and he walks in on kind of a recurring joke at the bar. The guy was, uh, the DJ, was playing the song, and usually when he played that song, he would turn down the volume and people would scream, Who the fuck is Alice? The guy thought, man, this is a success. We have to do something about it. So he called one of his buddies, and they formed a musical act named after the bar where he heard that thing, that joke. The bar was named Gumpy, and they released a new version of Living Next Door to Alice called Alice, Who the Fuck is Alice? And it was an instant smash hit in bars and, well, not radio, because you have to censor it, but even Smokey themselves came back and re-recorded with that joke inside and then it was taken about it. other people re-recorded covered it it became a huge thing it brought back a minor hit a minor song i wasn't really that good to begin with but it made it an international success a little bit like bohemian rhapsody even when mike myers did wayne's world and brought it back introduced that song to a whole new generation who some of whom had never heard of queen and and <laughs> now, I mean, everybody knows Bohemian Rhapsody and associates it with the head banging into the car. Same thing with Who the Fuck is Alice. It was just a local joke in a local bar, and it became this big international thing. Art and success. Just like God, they work in mysterious ways. Before that, Elvis Costello's debut album, My Aim is True. That was the name of the album. The song is named Allison. It was one of the singles they released, but it never charted. It really never, ever charted initially when he released it. Yet, it was covered by many artists, and it became one of his most famous songs. And he even played it um, on VH1 in the mid-2000s. There was a special tribute show to rock songs of some kind. And he played that song live with Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. Not a big fan of Green Day, sorry to say that. But that version was something that was really, it reminded me a lot of Bowie and Crosby when they did Little Drummer Boy way back when in 77. It's, it's, uh, it's something to watch. If you can find it on YouTube, Costello and Billy Joe doing Allison, it's really, really good. And uh, opening the last block was Gardenia, Iggy Pop. Um, bittersweet thing, should I say. He released that, uh, that album, his 17th studio album, by the way, and one of his better ones if you ask me, released it on January 22, 2016, two weeks after his one-time good friend and collaborator Bowie died, and he died two days after releasing his last album, Black Star. They had, um, they had a long collaboration in the 70s and early 80s. Um, Bowie was fascinated by the character that was, uh, that was Iggy Pop. Even wrote a song about a guy completely based on Iggy Pop, Gene Genie. If you didn't know that, the name itself is derived from uh, French author Jean Genet, but the character he talks about, the Gene Genie himself, is Iggy Pop. So Bowie always had a fascination with him, so eventually he started working with him. Then things went sideways when two guys are, are together for too long time. Things fall apart. So their friendship fell apart, but um, Iggy Pop left the gift to Bowie. Bowie recorded China Girl, which was an Iggy Pop song that never charted, was never released on an album, but it was a huge, huge, huge hit for Bowie in 1985. 
And uh, it was such a huge hit that it allowed Iggy Pop to continue doing what he liked, to make some money for once, and he became a household name after that. He wasn't just an underground artist after that. He became a household name. And, uh, and yeah, eventually uh, he released one of his best albums, was one of his last albums, two weeks after Bowie passed away. Just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking, but I mean, he, he was a little young, if you ask me, Bowie to die, but he did leave us with a huge, incredible body of work and influence that will be felt for decades to come. And so will Iggy Pop. Bowie was a was legend as he was alive, but Iggy Pop will become much bigger when he dies. He, I don't think he's fully appreciate and recognize for everything he brought to this world as an artist. And like a lot of, of disputed artists, he will be famous, a lot more famous after his death, which is a tragedy of the human condition. Speaking of tragedy, it is the end of our show and of my voice. You can hear that my voice is slowly going. Thank you so much for being with me after midnight. If you did indeed listen to it after midnight, this is what it's meant for. I record this at night because I'm lonely and because I need somebody to talk to, so I talk to you. If you would like to return the favor and talk to me, anything, just say hi. If you want to talk about music, suggest a new show, be on the show if you want. I don't have a million listeners, I'm sorry. But if you want your 15 minutes, I will give you an hour. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with me. Goodbye. I go out walking. Somewhere away.